Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now Beatrice Boppel, and she played Amanda Kruger in A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Hey, Beatrice, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Scotty? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that we can make this happen. Thank you for joining me. It's been it's a pleasure. I'm so excited to be doing this interview. <laughs> great. Awesome. Me too. Awesome. So the first question I got for you is, how did you get your start into acting? Well, um, since I was a little kid, I always knew that um, I wanted to be either an actor or a horse trainer. And um, <laughs> when I was, those are the two things I loved the most. And I would when I, I had a horse when I was little um, at one point and whenever I'd be like grooming my horse and stuff like that, I remember like I would pretend that I was on, um, what was that show? You wouldn't remember this, but Zoom. Um, before you guys had Zoom, there was a show called Zoom. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and they would always show these segments of kids around the world just doing their daily life just to see what it was like. And so I always imagined that I was on Zoom taking care of my horse. And, and if mm-hmm. things were terrible, like if my parents ground me you know if I was grounded or I got in trouble or whatever I just imagined that somehow the camera was watching so I had a sympathetic audience so even <laughs> we're a little tough you know I don't know whatever so um, and then when it got time to go to college I was trying to look between the theater school and um, an equestrian college and most of the I was living in Canada at the time and all the equestrian schools the good ones were down in the states and I just I couldn't afford it so I ended up doing theater school and uh, loved it. Um, nice. Continued on from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what was your audition like for A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child? So Elm Street actually was interesting. It was one of the um, one of the first auditions I did in Los Angeles because I had started my career in Canada, in okay. um, Vancouver, um, nice. which was called uh, Hollywood North. Maybe it still mm-hmm. is. But they, you know, so many things are filmed up there. Yeah. So by that time, by the time I moved to LA, I had been doing a lot of acting in, in Canada. I'd starred in a bunch of Canadian films and um, I was quite used to auditioning, mm-hmm. but usually, I mean, always in auditions, when you go, if you're lucky, you get a call back. And then if you're very lucky, then you get another call back and then a, a screen test or such. Mm-hmm. Elm Street probably was the one and only time in my whole life, right there on the spot, they hired me. Nice. I've never had that happened before. I'm like, do I look that much <laughs> like Freddie? I don't know. <laughs> You know, I read for uh, Stephen Hopkins, you know, the, the director and then the producers mm-hmm. and they were trying to, we were all trying to work out, should she be dead? Like, mm-hmm. you know, should Amanda be dead at this point? Is she a ghost? Is she alive during these scenes? And, you know, how to really do it. So we tried the voices in a couple different ways. And, and then I showed them that I could do like spooky uh, children's <laughs> songs. You know how creepy little kids' nursery rhymes sound. You know, right. <laughs> I, sang for, I sang for them. Um, in fact, it's actually in one of the in Elm Street Five. In one of the scenes is actually my singing in the background. I don't get any credit for it, but um, <laughs> uh, but right after we did, you know, I was there for about an hour, and they said, "All right, the part's yours." I was like, "Wow!" Like that's the only time it ever happened. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And I mean, A Nightmare on Elm Street, I mean, what a legacy, I mean, to be a part of. And it's not like you're, you know, part of the earlier films where you don't know what this franchise, how big it's going to be. I mean, this is the fifth film so that you're in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Although I will say even by number five, guaranteed, none of us, none of us knew Lisa, no, nobody, maybe, you know, maybe Robert, I mean, Robert England, that's a different story. He's a different yeah. lead. You know, he really, <laughs> but 
everyone else, and probably even Robert, I don't think anyone had any clue that like, what is it, 20 years now, 30 years? Yeah. I don't know. I can't even, I'm so old, I can't remember. Right. So many decades later that we would still have fans that people would still talk about, that people were still watching yeah. and interested in it. Like that for sure never crossed any of our minds. Absolutely. And it, I mean, it, it really is that big. It's up there, you know, with all, the best of the best, you know what I mean? And Freddy Krueger is a slasher icon. And I mean, being being the mother of Freddy Krueger obviously comes with its perks as well, because you're the mother of this icon. I mean, it's it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Right. It's really huge. Yeah. It would have been even huger if I actually got to kill him in the in the <laughs> first taping, like the first script. Um, I really should have that script out here for interviews. But anyway, I, mm-hmm. I still have a script. Um, if I'm ever like derelict and house uh, homeless, I'll, I'll sell it on eBay. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it, um, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard from other actors from that, from number five, it, it was yeah. changing on a daily basis. We were getting new yeah. pages every day because they were just rewriting and writing it as they were going. Mm-hmm. And when we first started, he was going to die. Like that was going to be the last one. I, I don't know how many times Robert said, this is it. That's my last one. But apparently he did at this one. And then halfway through filming, it was like, well, you know, maybe we want to leave options that I can come back. So right. so in the original script, you know, I take him inside me and t- throw us into the room of 100 maniacs. And that's the end. And right. that was really cool. Like the thought that, I mean, maybe people would hate me for it. But if, if you know, to be the character that finally destroys him, you know, I brought yeah. him to the world. It yeah. makes sense. The mother would be the one that would destroy him, and that was. Yeah. But uh, then at the very end, they decided, no, you know, let's let's leave it open that we might do more. And so they had the, you know, his hand come out and all that at the end. But nice, nice. Speaking about the hand coming out, how did that? How was that all filmed? Oh my gosh, that <laughs> to me to this day is just the craziest thing because, again, when I, when I was reading the script and stuff, I was all excited, like, oh, I I know you know, these films, they have such crazy special effects, you know, and I was really, really looking forward to it. And, you know, when I saw the baby Freddy, cause we did the birth scene was the, I think, yeah, I think the birth scene was the first film. I, the mm-hmm. first scene that we, we filmed when I was on set, right. um, you know, it's not always in chronological order. It hardly ever is actually, but yeah. in this it was, so, you know, when they showed the little mechanical Freddy baby, I was like, so excited, like, this is so cool. And I kept thinking, what are they going to do? You know, what kind of, what are they going to have for his hand? And you know, I, was, I was really looking forward to that. And then when it came time, you know, they dressed up my hand, you know, put the goop on it, put a, a slit in my um, nun's habit. And they just had me standing sideways, you know, with a fake <laughs> chest and a fake, you know, fake right arm. And so, you know, my, my, uh, my real hand is holding the fake arm nice. so that my real right hand which had the freddie glove could come out on cue nice. so it was one of these ridiculous things where you know i'm like trying to <laughs> you know with my own hand and i was thinking yep. you know here i i was so looking forward to some cool special effect you know because mm-hmm. i remember when they had freddie coming out of um lisa wilcox in that one scene you know they i, I was just blown away how they did that um you know with a little small actor yeah. you know they taped her to take this guy to her body and then had the fake mechanical legs coming out the back and all these cool things. <laughs> so I was thinking they'd have some kind of mechanical hand or something, you know, now my own little hand, which just made me feel like, you know, we were in, you know, elementary school acting class going, ah, you know? Right. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. So what was it like working with Robert England? Uh, well, the whole experience was, it was very hectic when we, mm. 
overall, it was pretty hectic. I mean, there was downtime, of course, there was always downtime on the screen, set, but, um, and I'm sure you've heard this too, but um, because of the way they worked this one, we were in such a time crunch, mm -hmm. um, such a low budget that they had so many different scenes going on at once. The, this whole warehouse that we had taken over um, mm -hmm. had, you know, sets for the different scenes all going on at once. So actors, you'd kind of zoom from one to the other and things were going right. on simultaneously. So there wasn't a lot of time, you know, in other films, you, you really have a lot of time to sit and chat with each other, you know, cause you're just waiting mm -hmm. and waiting. But in this case, which is kind of fun in a way, you, you don't have as much waiting um, mm -hmm. cause you're running from scene to scene. And Robert right. for sure, because he was in so many of the scenes was always going. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have a lot of downtime, um, but I do remember, you know, the first time when I was sitting across from him and we, we were reading the first lines and, you know, I'm like looking at this face and trying to imagine like, truly, you know, what would it be like if I was the mother and this was my child and, right. you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I was young and, and still, you know, not, not so, so far from theater school. So it was a lot, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of research into, you know, what that would feel like. I hadn't at that point been a mother yet. You know, right. and, I, and I wanted to in, imbue this, you know, even if it didn't come across or not, just this idea that Amanda, as a mother, number one, and as a nun, number two, still had somewhere in her compassion for this guy, you know, it was her yeah. son, you know, and, you mm -hmm. know, she didn't want to kill or destroy her son, however, she knew it was the sacrifice she had to make because of what he was doing to the world, so, yeah. um, but, you know, I'm looking at <laughs> Robert and, and and I pretty much always only saw him in in makeup to be honest with you I'm trying to think did yeah. we ever hang out before he was in a makeup I don't think so because it was really like I said we were going 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 so yeah. um so I didn't really get to spend a lot of time just chit-chatting with Robert as Robert you know it was always mm -hmm. you know Robert as Freddie and 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 it's creepy I mean yeah. you know you're looking at Freddie Krueger you're looking at that face yeah. and that mouth even if you know it's makeup it's yeah. still a little creepy but exactly it, it really is so Stephen Hopkins obviously directed this movie how was he as a director um he he was great I mean I you know he was he was very um I don't know if this is his style you know all the time um or if this was just in this particular instance because of because of the manner of of our filming being so mm -hmm. rushed and such but he really let us do our own thing like he really you know from the time I felt I felt very empowered to just make the character my own. Like he did the audition, said, okay, you're it. And then we just kind of chose, a, you know, tried to come up with whether she's dead or alive and, and uh, you know, what, what right. that meant. And we tried to kind of make it a somewhere in between. Um, right. And, uh, and then he kind of let me go with it, you know, and yeah, of course I had, I didn't always get it on the first take, but you know, mm. he, he was very, um, very trusting to the actors I think you know he kind of really let us do our stuff you know nice. and, and would change it if, if it really needed to for usually more for technical reasons nice nice so what was the best uh part about filming a nightmare in Elm Street 5 the dream child and what was the worst the best part I think for me um I mean now in retrospect the best part is this longevity like this incredible mm -hmm. how iconic it really is yeah. um you know, and to be able to be doing, you know, I mean, it's great for sure. It's great. Again, I deny the fact that it's great to be able to make some income, even if it's a little bit, you know, from yeah. autographs and such, um, you know, and so much later. Um, but it's also just, 
you know, a fabulous thing to be part of, you know, mm-hmm. such a legend. Um, but at the time, the best thing was for me seeing those sets, like right. I was blown away, like to be able to walk around on them and just, you know, I, one of the things I love about acting, um, which I love in, in theater too, live theater is, you know, when you have this set, you know, and it's just, when you step on, it's that place, it's that living mm-hmm. room or it's that school building or whatever it's supposed to be. You know, and even if two seconds later, when you step out, you see the back of the wall that's not painted and it's cardboard and it's all, you see all the buckets and mops and, you know, stuff holding things up and you see how fake it is. But again, right. the second you step out, it's this beautiful new world. Yeah. Well, on the film set, especially with, with Elm Street and with this one in particular, the sets were so wild and crazy. I remember the whole, that Escher with the stair <laughs> thing at the end, yep. looking up at this big thing, it was just, cool and the lighting was beautiful and you know mm-hmm. it, was, it was magical so for me that was my favorite thing just being a part of this magic that was nice. being created um the worst thing oh was that i wasn't in any other ones after <laughs> <laughs> i should have been back amanda should have been back absolutely i had a little bit of you know i felt a little bad that you know, in a way, I mean, I didn't put too much thought into the fact that somebody else had played Amanda originally. Mm-hmm. Um, really only afterwards, I didn't even actually, to be honest, know because I hadn't seen the one um, Nan who played her originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt bad only in so much as I know as an actor, it's, it's a bummer if you don't get, if you play a part and you develop yeah. it. And yet I also know that the reality is, you know, I mean, think of what is that right now, the, um, the crown? Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool how like different actors keep taking over the roles as the yep. char- character ages. Yep. In this case, the character got younger. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Which I always laugh at when people would say like, how can, you know, what, especially when I was younger, people would, yeah. you know, I was, how old was I? In, maybe in my early 30s. And I probably yeah. looked more like in my 20s when I filmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people were like, how could you be Freddy Krueger's mother? And I was like, well, when you give birth, he's a baby, you know, so right. doesn't yeah. matter how old Freddie ends up being mm-hmm. at the time, he's still, like, if he came out as an old man, and besides <laughs> which, in Elm Street, who cares? Like, it, it, it could have been anything anyway. It could, it it could, could have been the dream world. world. <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. So do you, so obviously, as you mentioned, uh, Nan uh, did play uh, previously, um, you know, Amanda Kruger, and you took over the role as the younger version of her in part five. Do people uh, confuse you as playing, um, Amanda Kruger in the third film when that Nan was in? No, I've I've actually never gotten that. Um, okay. Only thing that I've gotten in terms of confusion, it's funny. I think in it, I think it's a Fangoria. Um, it might have been a Fangoria or some magazine. They have photos from Elm Street Five, and they have photos of me, and they had two or three, and one of them was my stand-in. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> like it was some girl that was just a stand. <laughs> And I'm, you know, and it has my name under it. I'm like, nice. you know, that that's kind of annoying, just because. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I and I remember actually a fan once sent me a, a collage of images of me that he wanted me to sign, and it had that standard in there. And I'm like, I'm not signing that. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So um, obviously, uh, the set you were on, um, I'm. It was like a, I guess, like a tower type thing. Um, so what was that now? Was that an actual set that they built or was it a green screen? Or obviously, it was, I don't think it was an actual tower, but um, like, how was that made? And what was yeah. that? 
So that's what was so fascinating with five. Literally every scene, um, unless it was outdoors, was filmed inside this huge, mm-hmm. I, I heard Danny say it was a pasta factory. I thought it was a flour factory, but either way, mm-hmm. maybe it's flour and pasta. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna see him soon, which I'm so excited so I can ask him. But um, nice. we were in this big factory and in, in, I know it was near Trader Joe's, so it might've been somewhere in LA. I can't remember where exactly. <laughs> picture anyway so it had different floors it had different rooms and as i said they were building these incredible sets while we were there so um we had the well my we had the um the birth scene they did some kind of a creepy looking operating room and that was Mm -hmm. completely a set and then they have me coming out of the church doors um and that was also a set they had these big doors and big lighting and that's the one where they kept throwing pigeons at me (laughs) and there's and there is the then there's the scene um, in the tower is, um, again, that was like the small little room when I'm turning into a skeleton or mm-hmm. out of a skeleton. No, I turn and I become a skeleton. That's right. <laughs> um, they were, these were all sets completely, you know, everything was painted, everything was built. Um, it was all fake. Nice, nice. And it's amazing how like the sets look because they do look real. Like that's the best part about it. Like it's, it's the magic of filmmaking, obviously. It's, it's really nice. Isn't it cool? And with the lighting yeah. and everything, you don't realize that that you go two inches. If the camera goes two inches more, then you'll see the guy holding this right. up and the, you know, things being held up with this, mm-hmm. that, and other. I think, I think Lisa Wilcox had a, one of the sets fall on her, if I recall right. Oof. Yeah. A little crazy. I mean, obviously it, it didn't hurt her, you know, luckily yeah. it didn't that i don't think but right so two more questions for you the next one i have is um do you have like like the scene when you were like there was that thou like you know the son of a thousand maniacs you know when you were with all those maniacs and one of them obviously was robert england outside of the freddy costume um obviously he was the obviously the father (laughs) um (laughs) you think right um but were they all extras in there or were they just, was that like, I don't know if CGI was really big in the eighties, but was, or was that like just populating like actual people or were they actual people in that room? They were actual people in the room. Okay. They were, there were a lot of different extras and um, I'm trying to, th- I think there was like a couple film crew people went in there. You know, a lot of times in, in almost every film I've done, if there's a crowd scene, um, a lot of times like the cameraman or the director mm-hmm. or the producer or somebody, if they want to have a cameo, mm-hmm. they'll throw themselves into some funky costume and just be in the crowd. Just, I guess, so that right. they can show their grandkids or something. Oh, look, that's, you know, right. um, I can't remember. I seem to think there were a couple people like pretty big people from the crew side, maybe even the producer, but yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, nice. So the last question I got for you is, do you have any other projects in the works that you would like to promote or any other social media accounts or websites to plug to the listening and viewing audience? Well, what I would love to plug is my appearances coming up. So awesome. um, I, um, Silver Screen, um, Silver Screen Appearance. Oh no, Peter's going to kill me if I'm saying it wrong. Peter, it's Silver Screen, who are we? Oh, anyway, it's Peter Valderrama's um, He's my new um, manager, and since he's taken on my um, my appearances, he's booked me in a bunch of stuff. So it's nice. kind of exciting. So I, October sixteenth and seventeenth, um, we have New Jersey Collectors Fest, 
okay. and Danny Castle and Erica Anderson will be there. So there's nice. three of us from number five. Um, I'm not sure who else is coming to that one. It's, it's a it's a small venue, so you really can like if you come. I, it's the second time I'll be doing that. Awesome. So it's kind of casual and fun, and you know you have time to chit chat and meet us. So nice. I hope everyone who's around will come to that. That's Wayne, New Jersey. And then also here in the neighborhood is um, Brooklyn Horror Con. Mm -hmm. um, that's October 23rd and 24th. Um, I think it's a new thing, this one in Brooklyn. <clears throat> right. um, so that will be fun. Then uh, in November, I'll be in Boston where my son is going. I just dropped off my son to um, Northeastern University. So he's, nice. he's a freshman there. So I'll get a chance to visit with him again. Cause he was like, nope, that's it. Don't, you don't get to see me till, till uh, Thanksgiving, but I'll be there. <laughs> the Boston Mega Fest, and that's in November. I'm not exactly sure of the dates. And then there's something coming up too in October at a drive-in. Uh, I don't know if you know. Some it's here it's on the East Coast. It's somewhere in the tri-state. I think. Is it in Pennsylvania? I think it's in Pennsylvania. Mahoning Drive-in. Yes, that's the one. That's that's like an hour from where I grew up in Pennsylvania, where I visit usually every weekend. Oh, awesome! Well, are you yeah. Uh, what what dates are they? It's I think it's uh, October eighth through tenth. I'm going to be there. I think Lisa Wilcox will be there. Danny Hassel will be there. Be I nice. think will be there. There's going to be a lot of Elm Street. That's so, awesome. I will uh, have to check my schedule to see if I'll be able to make that. I would love to go to that meet you guys because I, I did interview Lisa Wilcox as well. So it would be nice to meet both of you guys, obviously, and I I, I would love to meet Danny, obviously, as well. That'd be cool. Awesome. And I'll tell you, Lisa, I don't know what the heck her secret is. She doesn't age. That girl. Oh, I know. Beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it's a, maybe she's a vampire because she's never maybe. seen a younger, right? You know. She's exactly. But um, and then the one I all and I'm really looking forward to because I love travel is the Hampshire Horror Con, but that's not till next a whole year away, next November. Okay. But I've had a contract. That's in Hampshire, England, and Danny's. Oh, wow. And I think Lisa as well. So nice. a lot of fun things happening, but it's been a pleasure chatting with you. And I hope you awesome. do come. I would love to come to that. Yes, I'll definitely have, I'll have to check my schedule because I know uh, I'm starting to book up my October uh, interviews. So I'm trying, I have to see if I have anything booked that weekend yet. I hope I don't because I know, um, do I? Actually, I might have one on the 9th because I think I just booked it too. Is, is that a Saturday? That's a Saturday, yeah. <sighs> I might have I might have them booked. Let me check quick. I can quick check. It's right here on my Zoom. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, let's see, there's the fourth, fifth. Yep, ninth. I have Gary Clayton from. Uh, he was in a deleted scene in Halloween Resurrection. Oh, okay. yes, I know. Oh, but I I I, I will definitely meet you one of these days. Uh, maybe even the New Jersey one I'll be able to come to because I'm not far from Jersey neither. I live in Maryland, so. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh. Oh, I was just gonna say something. Oh, well, I can't remember what I was just going to say. <laughs> and do you have any like social media websites or anything else you want to plug? Um, well, no, I, I mean, I have my fan page on Facebook. Um, okay. I'm, I'm so not good with, with <laughs> social media. I'm not good with any of that, like keeping up with stuff. It's bad enough. Like on, on Facebook, I always feel bad if anyone who's listening here is one of um, my Facebook fan friends. Um, and if you texted me and I haven't texted you back, I apologize. I, I go through stages where I won't even be on Facebook for maybe a month or so. Wow. And then I get on and then I catch up with stuff. And then I might be on for every day for a couple of days. And then I'm not on again for another month or so. 
never that I'm ignoring people. It's just that, you know, I, I'm not on it a lot. And I also never realized that there's so many messages that are hidden, you know, yeah. and that's been terrible. Like I, I, one day, I think during, you know, COVID we've all had so much more time at home, you know, not just going through and I was clicking mm-hmm. down and I was like, oh my gosh, there were messages literally from three or four years ago. Wow. And I feel so bad, like I never saw them. So I never answered. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like, that. I don't just not answer. If I have time, right. when I have time, I do try to answer. Absolutely. So. Well, I thank you so much, B, just for, uh, for joining me for this interview. Awesome. Well, it's been great time. Oh, yes. This is what yeah. I was going to say. Okay. Um, so now that both my sons are off to school and I'm finally an empty nester, um, I really devoted the past 22 years to mainly being a mom to my kids mm-hmm. and running my yoga studio, but I'm um, do, doing some businesses from home, but I really put acting on the back burner. Um, you know, they are some actors that very successfully can do both, but not many can really mm-hmm. be successful with their kids and have a really, you know, great career. Yeah. unless they're super, super rich and an A-list and they can afford to have nannies fly their kids, you know, and all that. But so I didn't, so I put it all on hold, but now I'm going to be getting back into it. So if any of your listeners are working on projects and they have some juicy part for little old ladies to be okay. a spooky lady. You all can right. Nice. Well, I'll keep you in mind. I have, I own a production company, Gravestone Films that uh, we're based in Pennsylvania. So if I have, um, we're, we're just wrapping up our current movie 72, but uh, if I have any other products that are in the works, I'll keep you in mind. Yeah, do make it yes. it's a fun, interesting role. I want something juicy and weird and creepy. I can be spooky. I can be creepy nice i'm not i'm not i will admit i'm not huge fan of gore but i love scary and spooky so nice absolutely well i will keep you in mind and if anybody else is listening that wants to you know keep you in mind uh definitely do and uh thank you so much for joining me it's been an honor i'm so glad to make this happen awesome thank you take care you too Bye. bye bye